0: Merry Christmas! Woo! Who's excited? Now just on giving, if you are visiting, you don't need to give, but if you'd like to give, because it's good to give at Christmas, right? If you'd like to give, head over to our website or you can give after the service over at the FPOS machine at our giving table. Is that okay? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. All right, awesome. So after the the past few weeks, we've been preaching uh, on a series called Christmas Perspectives. Christmas Perspectives, and we've been sharing the birth of Jesus Christ, the Christmas story from a few key players. And so the first week, uh, Pastor Jacob did it from God the Father. You know, the the visionary, the main guy, the the one with the master plan. And then the second week, we did it from uh, John the Baptist. God sent John as a forerunner to pave the way, to pave the way for Jesus Christ. And then last week, Pastor Jacob uh, preached from Joseph, the father of Jesus. And I thought we couldn't get past tonight without preaching from the perspective of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Is that okay? Is that all right? So we're just going to get straight into God's word tonight and we're going to read from Luke chapter one. It's not on the screen behind me. So you're going to have to listen very carefully as I read it out. It says this, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you and so you are anointed with great favour. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her saying, Do not yield to your fear. Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. His reign will have no limit. How awesome is that? Mary said, But how could this happen? I am still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son and that was John the Baptist as we spoke on last week. The barren one is now in her sixth month Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. How awesome is that? Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass and the angel left her. Let's just pray. Lord, I just thank you for your word tonight, Father God. I just thank you um, that your word does not return void, Lord God, that your word would go forth Father. I pray that you touch the hearts of your people, Lord God, and that you'd move through this place, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. And I just want to welcome our online viewers tonight as well. We're so glad that you could join us. What an incredible story, hey? What an awesome story. Mary is a young 17-year-old girl, ordinary girl. She's engaged to be married. You know, when I was engaged to be married, that was all I was thinking about, planning for my wedding. That's all. I was focused. I was just getting myself organised for my wedding. And so she's focused on that, as you can imagine. She's busy. She's going about her business. She's getting organised for her wedding. I'm sure she's super excited as well. But then an angel appears and interrupts her seemingly normal life. Can you imagine that? Have you ever been interrupted by God? Yep. Who's been interrupted by God? I was interrupted by God many, many years ago. I was on, and I'm really glad he interrupted me too. <laughs> I was on a path to destruction. My life was deep down in drug addiction, alcoholism. My life was a complete mess, suicidal. And God interrupted me. And he pulled me out of drug addiction. And he pulled me out of alcoholism. and He pulled me out of my mess. And put me on the path of eternal destiny. He gave me purpose and he gave me life. And you know, he's been interrupting my life ever since. And sometimes it's welcomed and and sometimes I think, oh no, God, I've got this plan. But you know, God's plans are always better. Who knows God's plans are always better? Some of us need our lives to be interrupted by God. Some of us need that to happen. And so this angel interrupts Mary's life. Can you imagine an angel appearing? I don't know if I can. And she finds out that she has been chosen to bring God into this world. What an amazing purpose and destiny that has just been given to her. Can you imagine what she must have been thinking? Just a young, ordinary 17-year-old girl in Bethlehem. Not in Bethlehem. Where was she? (laughs) A young at her house. (laughs) Jacob. him a young ordinary girl going about her business and she's interrupted by an angel of god and her initial response is this after she's just found out that she's going to bring god into this world is how can this be how can this be i am still a virgin you know it's funny when god calls us that we state the obvious as if he doesn't already know what, what what we are made of, as if he doesn't already know our circumstances and and, and and how we've been put together. You know, when God called Moses, Moses said, But I can't speak. When God called Gideon, Gideon said, But my clan is the weakest, and I'm least in my father's house. When God called Saul, he said, But my tribe is the smallest. How? How can this be? Who me? When God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, But I'm too young. But God knows what's inside us. We forget that he formed us in our mother's womb, that he created us, that he made us. He knows what's in us when he calls us. Psalm 139 verse 1 to 2 says this, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. How crazy is that? Verse 15 says, you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You know, God loves to take things and people and he loves to take things from nothing and turn them into something. How awesome is that? He loves to create. He loves to perform miracles. It's what he does. That's his lane. You've been told just stay in your lane. Well, that's God's lane. His lane is turning nothing into something, amen? And when he calls you, he calls you. He knows what's in you and he's given you a purpose and he's given you a destiny. None of us come ready-made, do we? I certainly didn't. That's the beauty of it. I laugh every day, the fact that God's using me. It's funny. None of us come ready-made. God strategically chose Bethlehem, the smallest town for Jesus to be born. He loves turning nothing into something. So and so God's well aware of the fact that Mary is a virgin. He's well aware of her circumstances, her situation. Nothing has surprised him there. Yet he has a plan. And you know when God's got a plan, he's got a plan. <laughs> when God's got a plan, he's got a plan. So and uh, his word does not return void. His word will accomplish what it's set out to do. And so Mary was chosen to bring God into this world and she was the first person chosen to receive the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? The first person chosen to receive the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. She was given a purpose here on this earth and her response was this, as his servant I accept whatever he has for me. Can we say that tonight? As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. Another translation says this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And just like Mary was chosen, you too are chosen. Who, me? Yes, you. I'm speaking to you tonight, not the person next to you, to you you are chosen. Every single person is chosen. We are chosen first and foremost to receive the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. Every single person is chosen to receive the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. And what an awesome opportunity to receive that gift as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. The night before Christmas the night before Christmas, the Bible says, and this is Jesus speaking, John chapter 15, verse 16. I could say anything. It doesn't matter what verses, because they're not behind me anyway. (laughs) It's from Romans. No, it's not really. John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. We didn't choose him. He chose us. You were chosen. You are chosen. God chose you and he's choosing you tonight. It doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter about how far you've gone from him. It doesn't matter uh, what you did yesterday, what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows your flaws. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows everything about you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He created you in that secret place skillfully and carefully turning nothing into something. How awesome is that? And yet he still chooses you. He chooses you, his son, his daughter. You know God wants all his kids to come home. Every single kid he wants home. Those that are far from him, those that haven't entered into a personal relationship with him as yet. You know, Christmas time is a time for gathering with family and some of us have the privilege of being able to do that, yet some of us don't. Some of us have uh, experienced loss recently or in the last few years. You know, We've had some family that have passed on. We've, had, we've got family that live in different parts of the world, different parts of the country. We've got COVID even separating families, don't we? Uh, we, we have broken relationships as well, yet we desire to be together and that ache becomes even stronger over Christmas. You know, my pa- dad passed away uh, a few years ago and at Christmas time, I think about him more. Yeah. You know, I think about my brother who desperately needs Jesus, and, and, and we just want to be together. You want to be with your loved ones at Christmas time. But that's exactly how God feels as well. That's exactly how he feels. He has broken relationships with his kids, he has kids that are not in relationship with him, he has kids that are far from him, kids that don't know him as father. They don't know his character. They don't know his kindness, his goodness, his mercy, his grace. They don't know it. They're not in relationship with him. And he wants all his kids to come home at Christmas time. He wants everyone in one home together celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. You can give the Lord a hand. And the question is, are you one of those kids that needs to come home tonight? Are you far from God? Do you know God? Do you know his character? Do you know his love? Do you know his kindness? You know, when the angel first appeared to Mary, it says she was deeply troubled. And the angel said to her, do not yield to your fear. Do not yield to your fear. When we were called in, when we are called into God's kingdom, God tells us, and there's no reason for us to be afraid. So many times in the Bible it says do not be afraid, 365 times in fact. Isaiah 44 verse 1 says this, but now listen, Jacob, and you can put your own name there. My servant Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you, do not be afraid. Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen chosen do not be afraid for I have chosen you do not be afraid do not yield to fear you know there's so many things in this world that that we can uh, be fearful of right now let's just start with the current pandemic shall we creating fear striking fear in our hearts you watch the news who watches the news I swear it's the job of the media to strike fear in our hearts I know it's the job of Satan. That's exactly what he loves to do, to strike fear in our hearts. There's so much fear in the world today. Yet one thing we don't need to be fearful of is the Lord God Almighty, is our heavenly Father. We can come to him. his, His arms are wide open and he says, come, I want my kids home, come. You know, he came to this earth to bring peace. He came to this earth to bring hope. You know, I read something the other day and it was just so simple and all it said was, get your hopes up. And as it hit my heart, I thought, you know what, my hopes really aren't that up. And maybe your hopes really aren't that up either. It's been a difficult year, hasn't it? The year of 2020, we get tired. We think some of our issues and circumstances should be sorted by now. Why are we still dealing with the same stuff? Why? We don't even know what 2021 is going to bring. We're a little bit apprehensive what's going to happen next year. But God says to you and he says to me to get your hopes up. You can get your hopes up. <clears throat> Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that's the key, as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How awesome is that? If I know my God and I do know my God, then I know I can get my hopes up. We can get our hopes up tonight. Proverbs 23, 18 says, there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Your hope will not be cut off. How awesome is that? We can get our hopes up tonight. We can get our hopes up for 2021. You can get your hopes up for those broken relationships that you think are never going to be mended. You can get your hopes up. If you're looking for that someone special and you want to get married and you want to have a family, you can get your hopes up tonight. You can get your hopes up. The word that God has spoken over you, maybe he's spoken a word over you, that word is still yours. God didn't make a mistake. It's still yours. It's still there. He hasn't forgotten it. He has not forgotten that word that he's spoken over you. It's not too late. We can get our hopes up tonight. Jesus came to bring hope for every single person. And you are not exempt. You know, in high school, I was exempt from religion. Exempt from religion I was. And I was pretty happy about that. Praise Jesus, really. I'm still exempt from religion today. Really. But every single person can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. And we don't fall from grace. We fall into grace. He catches us. He's with us. He's for us. He's not against us. It's not about rules and regulations. That's not what Christianity is. That's not what being in relationship with Jesus is about. It's not always him pointing and saying, don't do that, don't do this. It's more like, come this way. Come this way. I have a better way. I love you. You are mine. You're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. How awesome is that? I love Jesus. Luke chapter two else loves Jesus. Let's have a little Jesus praise. Woo! (laughs) It's Christmas, eh? We can break out a little bit. We don't care about no screens around here. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went in Mary wasn't in Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. After wrapping the newborn baby in strips of cloth, they laid him in a feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. No room for Jesus. Who's got no room for Jesus? Are we going to make room in our hearts for Jesus? And you guys being in church at Christmas time is making room in your hearts for Jesus. Amen. And that night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified, but the angel reassured them saying, don't be afraid for I've come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. Not the person next to you, but you. A rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognise him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trout. The birth of Jesus Christ is the most joyous news the world has ever heard. The most joyous news the world has ever heard and it's for everyone, everywhere everyone everywhere that includes you and your whole household if you're in church right now and your family's not god's not just about one person he's about whole households being planted in his house amen jesus is the living hope and a rescuer was born for you not the person next to you but you jesus is the living hope and tonight all over the world people are gathering to celebrate this joyous news 2000 years later how awesome is that you know jesus he came humbly even though he was god he came as a baby vulnerable born in a stable laid in a feeding trowel he became one of us he gave up his divine privileges and took the position of becoming a human being and raised in an earthly family He laid down his life with God, even though he was God, (laughs) to be a saviour for us all. You know, God never forces himself upon us. If that was his style, then I'm sure he would have came to this earth differently. But he came as a baby, vulnerable. He He was entrusted to human beings. He was entrusted to Mary and Joseph. And God also entrusts us. God entrusts us as well. He entrusts us with the message of Jesus Christ. The message of reconciliation. And it's really the same purpose. He's given a purpose to every single person. It's the same purpose that he gave to Mary, and that is to carry forth Jesus Christ into this world. How awesome is that? And our response should be like Mary's I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Whatever it is you have for me, I accept. Whatever it is that you have for me, Lord. And you think, well, I don't know what it is, but God, God is nothing but a good God. God will never rip you off. That's the awesome thing about God. He's not there to take from you. He's there to give to you. God has chosen you to first and foremost receive this wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. If the team can come up, please, that will be awesome. This gift that brings everlasting peace, this gift that brings eternal life, this gift that brings forgiveness of sins, healing, restoration, reconciliation, joy, peace. You know, tomorrow, I really hope that you guys get some awesome presents. I really pray that you're truly blessed and I'm secretly hoping I'm blessed too. And you know, kids, Santa is coming tonight and I love Santa and I'm super excited about Santa, but nothing beats the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. Nothing beats the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ and the absolute privilege of sharing this gift with the world. And I pray you're blessed tomorrow. I don't wanna take away from that. I pray I'm blessed too in Jesus' name. Jacob, (laughs) are you sorted? He told me not to go looking in a certain area today in the house. And I thought, hmm, it took everything within me not to go look in that certain area. As soon as someone tells you not to do something, (laughs) I would have been none the wiser. But you know our world needs Jesus. Our world needs Jesus. He is the answer. People need to know that there's hope in Him. There's people that are broken and hurting and maybe you're here tonight and you're broken and you're hurting and your heart is full of pain. Jesus came to heal you. He came to set you free. Maybe you're caught up in addiction like I was many years ago. I thought I'd never be free. I thought once an addict, always an addict. There was like this big black hole that I thought there's no way I could get out of this. But Jesus loves turning nothing into something. He's a miracle working God. And if you're a believer tonight, the same power that came upon Mary is living inside of you too. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living inside of you. And Jesus living in you is the answer for somebody somewhere. You, you are the answer for somebody somewhere this Christmas. How awesome is that? Well, that's a bit arrogant. Who do I think I am? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Jesus living inside of you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Let your light shine. Anyone remember that song from Sunday school? I don't, I didn't go to Sunday school and I was exempt from religion in high school. What am I doing up here? God loves to turn nothing into something, amen? That wasn't in my notes. In the same way, let your light shine. We're still reading the scripture. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. As we let our light shine before others, it brings glory and honour to God. You know, people are searching even more so after the year of 2020. And I've done my fair share of searching over the years too. Drugs, alcohol, broken relationships And found nothing but a trail of destruction Emptiness, pain and near death And it wasn't until I cried out to God And I said Lord I give you my life I give you my life When I cried and I prayed out that prayer That's when I found life That's when I discovered life When I say, Lord, I give you my life, it wasn't until I met my Lord Jesus Christ, my Saviour, that I truly began to live, that I truly understood what joy was, that I truly understood what peace was, that I truly knew why I was put on this earth. You know, you can't really know, you can't truly know, you can't truly experience real peace and joy until you've met your Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. There's no other way. He is the way, the truth and the life. There's no other way. We're all born separated from God. All of us, every single person. When you're born, you're born separated from God. And the only way back into relationship with your heavenly Father is through Jesus Christ. It's the only way. It's through receiving the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. The angel said to Mary, you're favoured and we're going to surprise you with this wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. That's the same for you tonight. Romans 10.9 says this, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's as simple as that. You know, I'd got myself into a mess, drug addicted, suicidal, depressed. I was at the bottom end of Australia, out in a field somewhere, in a rehabilitation centre. Praise Jesus. He was looking after me the whole time and I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And it was as simple as, Lord, I can't do it anymore. Take my life. Take it. I surrender it to you and give me something better, please. God turns nothing into something. And maybe tonight you're here and you can relate to this story of hitting rock bottom. Or maybe your life is seemingly normal, just like Mary's was, just going about your business. You got it together, that's good, but there's still something missing. There's still something empty inside. You still truly don't know what joy is, what peace is. Either way, if you've hit rock bottom or you're just cruising along in life and you've got a sense of there has to be something more. Why am I here? Why am I on this earth? What is my purpose and what is my destiny? Either way, God wants to interrupt you, your life tonight and give you something better. Allow God to interrupt your life. It's a good life he wants to give you. And that first step is entering into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's saying, yes, Lord, I'm yours. Yes, Lord, I'm yours. If we can just bow our heads right now, and if we can close our eyes, and with no one looking around, if that's you tonight, Maybe you knew God and you were close to him at one time and you walked away. Or maybe you're in church week in and week out, but you're living your own life. Jesus isn't really Lord of your life. You know, tonight you can come home. God wants his kids all together in one home. Or maybe you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus. You've never received the wonderful gift of Jesus. And tonight is your opportunity. And I encourage you not to miss it. I mean, who would want to go into 2021 without Jesus? So I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. But if that's you, if you'd like to come back to God or if you'd like to enter into a personal relationship with Him and begin a beautiful journey. My life completely changed when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ haven't looked back since. Yes, I've had my stuff ups and my slip ups, and no, I'm not perfect, but I've always got God. So if that's you tonight, if you wanna come back home, back into relationship with your heavenly Father, if you just raise your hand up in the air, if you slip your hand up in the air, I see that hand, pop it up in the air and then put it back down. I'll give you a couple more moments, if that's you tonight, if you wanna begin a journey with Jesus Christ, if you wanna come back home to your heavenly father, simply put your hand up in the air. If you're online, just type yes in the comments. I see that hand. I see that hand down the back there. What an amazing decision. Couple of more moments. Don't let 2020 slip by. Remember, do not yield to your fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. Just pop your hand up in the air and slip it back down and we're going to all pray together. All right, church. If you put your hand up in the air, follow me with this prayer. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean. And today I choose to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. If you made that decision for the very first time, if you're online or in the building, would love to pray with you. We have a little gift for you as well and we can help you begin your journey. You know, there's angels celebrating in heaven right now. And I think we should celebrate here. Amen. Fantastic. Well, I'm just going to pray for all of us, if that's okay. Is that okay? Lord, we just thank you for every single person in this building, Lord God, every single household, Father. We thank you that we can gather together to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ the one and only, the Lord God Almighty, the everlasting King, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We thank you that you came to give us peace and forgiveness. We thank you for everlasting joy. I pray for those that may be struggling this Christmas, Lord God, that you'd be with them, that you'd strengthen them, Father. We pray for healing. We pray for restoration. We pray for reconciliation, Lord God. We pray that you'd have your way in our lives, Lord. We surrender everything to you. And I pray blessing over every single person and family represented here tonight. That would you'd have your way, Father God. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Fantastic. We're gonna who wants to sing a carol? We're gonna go out with a carol, is that okay? Yeah, so if you stand to your feet and we're singing joy to the world, correct? Thank you, Jesus.